Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Every single flower has a spirit, consciousness, and personality. And this is commonly known as a fairy. Rather than being the winged tinkerbells we have in mind, flower fairies are earth elementals with powerful healing abilities. And a fabulous way to invite the flower fairies into your life and into your garden so you can have a more intimate relationship and connection with them is by creating a fairy garden or a fairy house. So in this episode, I invited my friend, 
herbalist and fairy garden expert Miranda Tringis to teach us easy and practical ways to create our own fairy gardens even if all you have is just your balcony. So in this episode you're going to learn how to invite the fairies to your garden and to your house. You're going to learn practical tips to creating your own fairy garden. You'll learn how to accurately communicate with your herbs and flowers. We're also going to discuss the herb and flower fairies collective message to us all. And finally, you'll learn the spiritual meaning of different herbs and flowers. This episode was recorded live within my Facebook group with Callista called Elemental Communication, where we discuss all things elementals, fairies, dragons, mermaids, unicorns. We'd love to see you there if you want to join. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram at George Lizos, where I record most episodes of the Lead Up Lightworker podcast. Alrighty, without further ado, enjoy this very full episode with Miranda Tringis. I'm so excited to be here with Miranda Tringis. Miranda is a herbalist, fairy expert, and the owner of Cyherbia Botanical Park in Cyprus. The park features nine themed organic herb gardens, a large hedge maze, a forest planted in the shape of the island, Cyprus, and a fairy village, as well as a lavender meditation labyrinth. Miranda is passionate about helping people find their way back to good health with herbs and nutrition and by rediscovering the wonder of the fairies. Miranda, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you all. Good evening, everybody, or good morning, wherever you are all over the world. So Miranda, I'm so excited to dive into this topic because, first of all, I want to start with the way we met, because I think the fairies orchestrated the perfect set of circumstances for us two to meet. So I was going to go with a friend of mine to somewhere else. We're going we're gonna to go on a road trip somewhere, but then the plants fell through, everybody canceled on us, and we're like, okay, let's just not stay and let's just go somewhere anyway. So I had this crazy idea. I wonder if there are any botanical gardens here in Cyprus. So I just got on Google and I Googled Botanical Garden Cyprus, and then Cyherbia showed up. We were planning to go on that day. We checked the website. However, we had so much rain here in Cyprus in the past few weeks uh, that uh, the park was closed because there was flooding. So we had to reschedule again, but we had it in our mind, and we came like two weeks later. So I get there. I meet you. We clicked instantly. You showed me all around the garden, the fairy village, and I'm like, oh my God, this is definitely not a coincidence. This is the fairies working behind the scenes to ensure that the two fairy lovers, uh, fairy lovers meet. I and had the exact same feeling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, 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 you, you make such amazing products at Cyherbia, like or, or organic and herbal and moisturizing creams and, uh, and beauty products. And I've been using the myrtle toner you gave me as well as the aloe vera moisturizer and my skin just feels so alive it's wonderful when you um it's wonderful to see the changes you can experience in your life when um when you follow nature's guidance but i want to start from the beginning miranda because i know you have an interesting story on how you set up cyherbia so could you let us all know what has been your journey to discovering the power of flowers and herbs and eventually setting up Cyherbia. 
Well, it started uh, about uh, 22 years ago when um, my eldest daughter was still very, very young, around two years old, and she was frequently ill with respiratory issues uh, like pharyngitis, laryngitis, all the itises of the resp respiratory system. Mm. And we went from the one doctor to the next and everybody was giving us antibiotics and sprays and I don't know, well, bags and bags of medication. Uh, that uh, helped initially, but weakened her immune system until at age three and a half, her immune system was shot completely. She was immune to two families of antibiotics. Now, can you imagine how, uh, how terrible that is, you know, a, a small child like that? And so I had enough of this uh, whole vicious circle and I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find my own solutions. Now, this was pre-internet, so information wasn't so readily out there. So I went to libraries, I went to bookstores, and I read a few books on herbs. Started making simple teas from the simplest of all herbs, like thyme and mint yes. and sage and rosemary. And these are herbs that are readily available here. I have them growing in my backyard. And uh, I started making teas and then sweetening them with local honey. Uh, Every time at the onset of a cold, so at the first cough or at the first sign of a runny nose, drink this tea. And we would nip it in the bud. We would nip the cold or the infection in the bud and it never developed into anything further that she needed uh, more medication. And so that got me enthusiastic about the power of herbs. That this, the simplest things that we put as... Um, as flavorings in our food that they are actual medicines and so I read one book after another and then some years passed and slowly we built up her immune system she became a really really healthy child and years and years later we bought a piece of land because the price was convenient was a good price and just as an investment we hadn't really thought about anything else but not six months later it was my husband that came with the idea that uh, we should make a herb garden. He said to me, you're good with herbs, let's make a herb garden. And we teach other people also the power of herbs. Now you know so much about this. And um, in the beginning I said, you must be out of your mind. We don't know the first thing about agriculture. Uh, what I do know, however, is that it's very, very hard work. So I resisted for about six months or so, and he wouldn't let go of the idea. And he said, look, I'm going to do this. And I want to do this together with you. But if you don't want to do this, then fine, but I'll do it by myself. And so I thought, oh, he's going to fail miserably if he doesn't do it by himself. <laughs> he, he knows a lot of things, he's a good entrepreneur, but he doesn't know about herbs and about you know the stuff that I know. So reluctantly, I said, yeah, let's do it. But then I want to go back to uni and I want to study as a herbalist to have proper qualifications. Um, and so we did that. We entered into a European funding program for uh, agricultural startups and I started studying. Now, it took eight long years for the park to be developed. Wow. From the beginning, we thought we should combine education with fun to get the people in. Because if you just say educational, who's going to come? Well, the old school maybe, but uh, to, make it, uh, to make nature fun again, to get people back to nature for not just for their health, but also for their uh, free time spending as a family to come together to do a challenge mental mental challenge uh, physical challenge and to also be enchanted by the beautiful nature of Cyprus 
So that was the idea. And then, um, well, after the eight years, I had my degree. I had the opportunity to um, uh, do my experiments uh, in the beginning without uh, without being visible on the market yet. So that was uh, that was a real uh, blessing. And uh, once we opened, things started to take off so so fast. Mm. And we've and been open now for six years. Yeah, and you host the, uh, the annual fairy festival every single year. Uh, so the festival was going to happen this weekend. However, we have so much thunderstorms here in Cyprus, so it got postponed to next week. Um, now, yeah. I want to share with people like your expertise with creating fairy gardens. So could you run us through the kind of gardens you have at Cyherbia, and then we'll dive into the specifics. Well, at uh, Cyherbia, of course, we have to uh, always keep in mind that we have very long, very hot and very dry summers. Mm. So the gardens cannot be lush like you would see in England or in other parts of the world. Mm. Uh, so always bearing in mind the, the climate and um, uh, the circumstances in which we have to garden. I decided to make the fairy garden under the shade of the pine trees in a corner of the woodland area. And um, I wanted to do everything with natural means because that is just so much nicer, so yeah. much better. So I started collecting bits of wood and, and stumps, tree stumps. Because within a tree stump, you can already see a house. You can already see what it's going to become. And then you just have to cut away the pieces you don't want. And then you're, you've got a perfectly good house where a fairy family or even a fairy king can reside. So uh, that was um, uh, the part of the house making was something that I had help with. And then putting it all together and making the stories, uh, I let the fairies themselves tell the stories. I bought figurines uh, of all uh, kinds of uh, fairy folk. And uh, like pixies and, and some little goblins, some naughty figures and some very sweet fairies, some wise ones. Um, and just looking at them, I thought, okay, you tell me your story. Uh, where are you going to live? What's your house going to be? What are you going to be doing? So uh, the pixies being the naughty ones, uh, they ended up carrying some wood and they're making this big, big bonfire with a cauldron on top of it. And I just thought that's what they would be doing. And they have this mischievous uh, look on their face. And so that's their house, their backyard. They have um, a little swing as well. And you know, fairy furniture is very easy to make. You just need some twigs and wire, and then you wire little bits and pieces of twigs together. And then you've got a seat. So you've got a, you, you can make a, a swing like that, just putting some sticks together. Uh, you, all you need is a glue gun, some wire, and a couple of pairs of pliers, and, and your uh, open mind, open heart, uh, and your imagination. Uh, when it comes to that, I think I have a surplus, because I've always lived in a world of my own, <laughs> and still do. Uh, maybe it's, well, somebody might call it the Peter Pan syndrome. Uh, I just I just go with what feels good. And uh, what, I love about this story, what I love about this story, Miranda, is that you allow your intuition to, to decide on what to do with the figurines and how to shape the garden. Because I've been to the fairy village. So in Cyherbia, you have for people who haven't been there or haven't seen the pictures that are in the Elemental Communication Facebook group, 
there is a lavender garden, there is a meditation garden, there is a maze. There are so many different themed gardens. And then on the side of, uh, of the park, which is, because it is a park, it's like a huge uh, piece of land, you created the fairy village. So you go in and there are different sets of houses and each house features different types of fairies. You have the dryads, you have the pixies, you have the flower fairies, and there are different things going on. There's a herbalist kind of fairies, and you use your imagination to create all that. Now, you said in the beginning, because there are many people in our group, in our community, they're interested in creating um, their own fairy gardens and fairy villages. And as part of the elemental um, healing practitioner course that Kalista and I are teaching separately to, to this group, we guided people to create uh, an, an elemental altar for each element that we're working with. And many people were express the interest in setting up um, a village or a garden in the same way that you've done, like buying the figurines and sticking pieces of wood, of, of wood together and creating beautiful structures. Could you guide us through the step-by-step -step process that you used to do that? You said you got the figurines and then you let them tell you their story. How exactly do you do that? Well, when I, um, when I bought some figurines that seemed to belong together, like pixies in the pixie family, the dryads mm. in the dryad family, so I put them together on a table and I just looked at them and connected with them. And then I thought, okay, so these are representations of certain uh, elemental beings. So um, let the elemental beings that they represent uh, speak to me and then mm. uh, the ball starts rolling if you uh, if you want to create a garden based on the elements so if we take water for instance as an element then buy a bird bath or make a bird bath yeah um, use as much as you can natural materials uh, a bird bath not only attracts birds but elementals also love it and if you take that as a center as or as a starting point then you start building around it so you put some plants around it. If you if you've got a little backyard that you're going to do it, so then you can you can put some small plants or some flowering plants or a little bit of chamomile or daisies. Daisies are very happy little uh, flowers, and they attract like beings. Mm. Yeah. So uh, it's also important to let plants speak to you when you go to the garden center. Let the plants speak to you. Which one do you think would go? Uh, when and also colors, colors speak for themselves. When you uh, think of the element fire, then you think of yellows and oranges. So calendula flower, marigolds, um, sunflowers. They're all governed by the sun. Saint John's wort. They're governed by the sun. Uh, they uh, have an affinity to the uh, to the solar plexus. They also attract, likewise, uh, likewise, they attract the elements that represent this, um, the element of fire. Uh, when it comes to ether or air, you could plant lavender, because mm. lavender is very airy, very, uh, as you see the plant grow and you see this thin stalk rising up and then a thin, very ethereal flower, uh, you can already see it's governed by the moon. It's a moon plant. Yeah, it's very feminine. It's uh, it has a slightly medicinal uh, smell, so you can tell from that it's 
that is also a medicine and that is not just a sweet plant. So you, you learn the language of plants by the senses and you just, you, you just have to explore the plants by color, by uh, touch, by smell, by flavor, taste a bit of the leaf and, and see what that does. Is it tart? Is it sweet? Some plants are very sweet. Other plants are very peppery, like nasturtiums. Nasturtiums are yellow and orange in color, and they're peppery. There you go, there's your fire. Uh, nasturtiums are a fantastic fairy plant, by the way. It really is. It loves water as well, so you could plant, you could do the water close to the fire. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So I like your idea of like combining like the man-made like figurines and all, all you buy to create a fairy garden and make it beautiful with like actual real life plants and flowers. Do you think this is important to creating a fairy garden and therefore inviting the fairies there? It's, um, it's optional. Mm. It, depends, it depends on the individual. Some people are not very visual. They don't really need the figurine. They can do it all in, in the mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Vata type people, as we say in Ayurvedics, um, they're more cerebral and they may not opt for actual figurines, but they yeah. could make little fairy furniture or other fairy fittings. You, make, you put a little mirror, a little, a little pocket mirror that you mold or you put with clay, you can, Go and make a stand around it. Um, what I would recommend is make things with your own hands. Mm. Because the energy of something that you've created with your hands is very, very attractive to elementals. It is also what we do when we commune with plant spirits and we bring an offering. Then a handmade offering is always um, uh, much more appreciated than something that you buy or that you find, yeah? Except if it's a, a, fa a found uh, object that you find in nature, like a beautiful pine cone or a beautiful shell on the beach, then you see that, you're attracted to that. You say, oh, wow, what a beautiful shell. And I take that home and I uh, make it an offering to either the elementals in my garden or to some of the plant spirits that you may be wanting to connect with. So you, we don't need to go out and buy like extravagant kind of figurines and furniture to, um, to create a fairy garden. So the way, I, the way I hear it, there are two or maybe three types of fairy gardens we can create. 
we either go and buy figurines and we set, something, set up something beautiful out of the garden by letting the figurines and the energy of the elemental speak to us. We create a purely herbal or flowery garden by just choosing different flowers that speak to us and setting up the fairy garden this way. Or we create a blend of the two where we have some figurines or some furniture that we make that we put on energy and love into and we plant around them uh, like flowers and herbs and plants just to make it more beautiful and to invite the fairies. Now, I say we, we create the fairy garden to invite the fairies, but is that the only purpose of a fairy garden? What is the purpose of, cr of creating a fairy garden? Why did you do it in the first place? Well, what's the purpose of creating anything? The purpose of creating anything huh? is just to have fun with it, huh? to express yourself, to... Um, you know, it, creating something is inherent in human nature. It's something that we have to do. We, and we are co-creators with other beings on this earth. Yeah, we're always creating. We're always making things. If we're not making and we're destroying, we're miserable. And mm. uh, when you look around and you see the people that are not really um, contributing anything positive to the world, they're not the happiest of people. Mm. So uh, creating, uh, creating is... It can be cathartic, it can be um, healing, it can be so many different things all at once. Uh, for me, it is a, an inner need. I've always had to create. Um, um, it's, it comes as natural to me as breathing. Uh, it's the same with plants and plant spirits. They keep creating and uh, when we coexist with them and we co-create, um, first of all, what happens, especially if you're in an urban setting, and this is something that I tend to forget because I'm not in an urban setting, but when you create a fairy, even a fairy garden on your balcony, and you, you get your hands in the soil, and you smell the soil, you get, your, the, you get the soil under your fingernails, you touch a plant, you decide where, to, where it goes, just that, um, that act of, of creating a garden is healing and it is co-creating with nature because you enter into a relationship with those plants and plants are highly intelligent beings uh, I can tell you that uh, I have stories about plants and their whimsies and their uh, stubbornness sometimes even they are highly intelligent when you start entering into a relationship with plants uh, this is like most fantastic book you've ever read. Uh, it's a great journey, a really great journey. And this is where healing takes place on so many different levels. I love this. And I love that you mentioned uh, creating a fairy garden on, in our like, um, apartment or the balcony because I live in an apartment. Many people in our audience live on, in apartments in urban settings, which makes it hard to create fairy gardens and sometimes feel limited. Um, in their possibilities. So could you give us some practical tips on setting up um, a fairy pot, maybe, um, in the house or on the balcony? Yeah, even in the house you can do it, or on your uh, balcony you, you buy pots of different sizes. Mm -hmm. uh, go for terracotta. It's a nice natural uh, material. Yeah. Uh, you can do um, at different levels so you have bigger pots smaller pots you have all these levels and then you can make little ladders in between or steps uh, or even a slide from the one pot to huh. the other yeah. as you go lower or how about taking an old pallet that you find somewhere besides the road and you put that against the wall and you make a pallet a vertical garden in that 
then you've got so much space and you, you could even make um, like a, a flat building for, for fairies, but made out of green. And um, at each level, you can put different types of plants. Uh, in an indoor setting, succulents are a very, very good choice. Mm. Succulents don't need a lot of water. If you don't have a green thumb, uh, there's very little you can do wrong with succulents. Choose different succulents of different colors, different types, and then in between them, plant little, little flowering plants. Uh, that are uh, meant for indoor use. So uh, then you can make a, a beautiful oasis there for, um, uh, for your elemental beings. And even if you don't do it to attract them, if you just do it for your own fun, you will see what your hands have created and you will just enjoy it. And uh, you'll love looking at it. There are these, um, and they're not so expensive, these um, uh, little fountains um, that you find in... Uh, in shops that they sell spiritual stuff and, and, and yes. incense and so on, these little fountains, they look really, really good in a fairy garden. And there's nothing more soothing than the sound of, of water. So, yeah, a fairy fountain, that's uh, absolutely I used, to, I used to be obsessed with those fairy fountains when I was younger because I, I was just getting into Feng Shui and it's uh, having a fountain in your house, a very prosperous kind of thing. It, it encourages the flow of energy. So I have like five uh, different fountains at some point in my house and i need to get one speaking of which so that was my sign thank you for that <laughs> um, so what i loved when i came to saherbi and you showed me around the gardens you said something very interesting you said something um you said that you sometimes you plant certain herbs in some areas and then they don't like it there or they don't get along with other kinds of herbs so they migrate somewhere else, which I found fascinating because it proves in some way the, uh, the intelligence that you said that plants and herbs have. And I realized this yesterday. I have a little, um, a little circular pot in my, on my veranda, in my veranda, and I plant different herbs there as well. And I planted specifically five different herbs and I planted a wish in each herb as well as a form of like manifesting and working with the fairies to manifest something. And then I realized that two of the herbs decided to leave. They just disappeared like within a month. I'm like, okay, they didn't, just didn't want to be here. And then I find out today that they migrated into the nearby pot, like with a different kind of herb. So could you talk to us a little bit about this intelligence and the preferences that herbs and flowers have? Yes, this is amazing, and every time I see it, I just laugh at uh, the um, at, at their fancies and their whims. Um, so, uh, when you enter into a relationship with plants and you start to understand them, and on a personal level, as you would do a friend or as you would do a pet, even just like our pets have their own personalities, you find that with plants as well, but very differently than than a pet or than a, a human friend yeah. um, however like um, us in the herbal world we often refer to trees as our elders mm. and uh, they truly are and you can learn so much from just sitting with a plant or with a tree especially with a tree and as you as you imagine you're breathing out you're breathing out carbon dioxide which the plant is breathing in and the plant is breathing out oxygen, which you breathe in. So you have this circle, 
yeah mm. you give and the plant gives and you both take so it's uh, there's um it's a reciprocal relationship and when you do that consciously you start connecting with that plant and then you can learn to know this plant on a different level uh, even just by observing a plant's uh, characteristics you will uh, be able to find out what this uh, what this plant's essence is so just like i said earlier the nasturtium is peppery it has a peppery flavor you see that's fire that's just fire there um, that is a plant that um, it blooms quickly and it fades very very quickly in cyprus especially we only have nasturtiums like for three weeks then they're gone you know just like a fire boom it's it, it, it uh, devours whatever is yeah. uh, whatever around it and then it's just gone and, um, so that's nasturtium for you that's fire pure fire uh, it will come back though it may come back in a different place but let me tell you uh, the story that um, that I told you uh, during your visit. Yes, it's, uh, this one plant uh, called yarrow. Yarrow is um, a medicinal plant. It's very feminine. It's used in uh, healing uh, all kinds of uh, feminine issues. So um, women's cycle and all that. It tonifies the cycle in the female reproductive system. Now there's, uh, there's different types of yarrow. There's wild yarrow, which is always white, and you find it definitely all over Europe next to roadsides, like from Northern Europe to the South, you find it. Um, wild plants are always very resilient, very strong, and often invasive. And so white yarrow, it's rather invasive. Now its sister, yellow yarrow, um, is golden in color, really, really beautiful. The medicinal properties are similar, but the yellow one, the cultivated one, is less powerful in her healing than her white sister. Uh, but her flowers are much bigger and much more spectacular, mm -hmm. whereas the white one, it, it has smaller flowers. It's not so exuberant mm -hmm. in her glory, her, her floral glory. Um, so when we started the herb garden, we thought, oh, how beautiful it is, you know, to, to have the, the white and the yellow interspersed all together in one bed. So we planted them in the same bed. And sure enough, the first year we had white and yellow yarrow. Together. The second year, however, the yellow yarrow was nowhere to be found in that area. <laughs> and it was all white. It was all white. What happened here? What happened here? And what do I see? A little later, I see yellow yarrow about like 30 meters away from her white sister wow. taking over a bed that we had planted lemon balm in. Now, lemon balm is a very gentle, very gentle uh, spirit plant. Um, one, of the, one of the most gentle ones, it's uh, soothing to the nervous system, uh, soothing to the stomach. It's a typical soother, lovely baby plant. Uh, but Yellow Yarrow said, okay, I'm going to put myself here and um, away with you, Lemon Balm. And so Lemon Balm had to make way for Yellow Yarrow, who has now, this is the um, sixth year that Yellow Yarrow is there. She's about to bloom now. Oh and there's not God. a hint of Lemon Balm left. Oh, no. She's taken over that. And then the two sisters, you know, the fun thing is, so the one sister, the white sister is in one yeah. bed and the bed is about, it's a circle of about uh, 15 meters across. 
and the ye her yellow sister is in another circle about 15 uh, meters apart. So they look at each other, but they keep their distance. You know, they don't get along too well. They oh my God, it's, it sounds just like human. Like we have our preferences, yeah. we get along with some people, we don't get along with others. It's fascinating when you observe how nature works and you get to observe that on a much closer level than we do, that you get to really understand that uh, we have relationships with these plants and the fairies within the plants and the elementals. Fascinating. Miranda, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, being a part of the Lead of Lightworker podcast. And thank you so much for sharing some of your knowledge and wisdom around um, plants and herbs and creating our own fairy gardens. I think you've given us some really practical ways we can start thinking about and creating a fairy garden if we have a garden or out on, on the balcony creating some pot fairy garden. So thank you so much for that. And thank you so much to everybody joining us live and for those of you watching the replay. If you have any questions, just pop them in the comments. Miranda is part of our group as well, so I'm sure she'll be happy to come in and support you if you have any uh, follow-up questions regarding what you just heard. And wishing you all a very beautiful rest of your day or evening. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.